What is up, everyone? Welcome to Instructions Not Included. I am your host and podcast creator, Ian, and I had a little bit of an idea about five minutes ago for this show, so I figured I'd walk into my my podcast man cave and throw it down before I would get too lazy to do it. So here I am. Uh, Today, I wanted to bring up the topic of daycare and how crazy expensive it is and the pros and cons that come with daycare because there are many of them and... (laughs) Uh, I don't even know where to begin, but I've been I've been sitting here getting some uh, some tax things organized because you know it's uh, it's tax season. It's coming up here in a few weeks, and uh, I actually enjoy doing it. I did it uh, last year for the first time ever by myself, and I learned a lot in regards to um, you know because I'm a landlord and I have rental properties and just things that I can write off. So I'm super excited this year to uh to to start it because you know you can also write off um daycare expenses and uh get a little chunk back i think last year i got around uh four thousand dollars back and <laughs> i can't remember how much i spent in daycare last year and by last year i mean uh 2021 so um the tax season coming up here soon for 2022 in which i will be filing for and uh, so I'm adding everything together, and I have almost $8,400 that I spent for the year of 2022 for daycare. And that's roughly, actually, that's not roughly, that's $795 a month. There was uh, the month of February where we spent not as much because we had... We had COVID and, you know, our, our daycare that we use, uh, they typically, during that time, they're like, if your child has COVID, uh, they have to go obviously quarantine for 14 days and then everybody in the family has to test negative before this child can even come back. And we kind of fought tooth and nail because they were still charging us the amount that we had paid for on the 1st of February. So... Uh, they made a deal with us and kind of cut it in half because it just, it, to me, it did not make sense to, um, for us to have to pay for a full month if they were making us keep our child home when we were fine after about three days and then testing, he tested negative after, I don't know, maybe a week. I don't even remember. I just know we had sniffles for a weekend and it was fine the following week. So yeah, there's a couple months on here and for some reason like July was only 735. I don't know. Sometimes they they do their math uh differently, I suppose, but the majority of it was yeah, $795 a month, so it came out to roughly around 83, 8400, I believe. I know it's over 8,000. That's a ridiculous amount. Um so for the first year of my child's life, 11 months um, he, he didn't go to daycare. Uh, my wife stayed home with him for the first three months of his life. And then I, I think I took like two to three weeks off afterwards. I could only do two to three weeks. And, uh, and then my dad would watch him for the most part because it was COVID time and my dad was working from home. So the majority of the first year of my child's life, yes, he stayed out of daycare. And then we found a, uh, a pretty good daycare that uh, I liked a lot. I believe we looked at maybe 
two or three. I could be wrong. I, I know I did have a lot of parents recommend this daycare that he ended up going to anyway. And I really liked the layout when we took the tour. Um, they had just different classrooms of different age brackets of kids. And they didn't just, you know, sit them down and have them watch TV or <laughs> entertain themselves for eight hours a day. They actually participated in a lot of stuff uh, when it comes to teaching these kids and just getting them uh, ready for life in general. And um, I, <laughs> I remember the first day dropping him off. And of course, I felt like an extreme uh, bad guy, and I was super worried. <laughs> and I don't know if he, he just had a look on his face like, what's going on? Because he was only like a year old, 11 months uh, when we dropped him off uh, in June, uh, which is the month he started daycare, just before turning one, actually. And yeah, he had the look on his face that he's just like, where are you going? what's going on? This is different. This isn't, this isn't grandpa. This isn't mom. <laughs> this isn't home. And I was definitely way more freaked out. And, uh, it took a couple days to get used to it. And just, you know, that, that worry of <laughs> that the person watching them, are they the right person? Do they know what they're doing? And yes, they do obviously, cause they've been around kids for who knows how long they've been there. But, uh, it, it took a little bit to get used to, but then we started getting to the flow of things. And um, I didn't know, but they started teaching him sign language. And I kind of made fun of parents years before I became a parent, but I made fun of parents who taught their kids sign language because I was like, man, that's just overachieving. Their, their child is just going to be a little Harvard brat <laughs> afterwards. But to my surprise, it is a very useful tool. Now, I had not intended to teach my child sign language. Um, but then just all of a sudden after a few weeks or just a f uh, the first few months, um, he knew please more and all done. And I think he started to catch on like, you know, the, the sign that you make uh, when, <laughs> when they make a poop, but <laughs> he only did it, I think once or twice. And we tried, we tried relating it to it every time he did. And I don't think he caught on with that, but, uh, to this day, he still does like the sign language of please, even though he has a very expansive vocabulary by two and a half now. Um, he still does that. And every now and then I catch him doing the, the all done one and the more one. So he still uses the sign language, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, he's right on track with talking, but I thought that was a really cool thing. And, um, every, every few days or weeks, especially on like significant holidays, they were doing like artwork. So he was bringing home all kinds of finger painting stuff and they were really involved with the kid, which is something that I found super, I, I was impressed with it because you know, the money that I was spending at the time, I think was around $700 a month for the age bracket of, you know, three months to 18 months or something. It was like 700, $740 a month, something, something around that. And, uh, yeah. And, and they have, they have a, a chef who, who cooks for them and all that stuff. So it was, it was worth the money and it, it, it certainly helped seeing him build these skills to justify, you know, the, the money that we were spending. And it makes me wonder um, how many daycares out there that are charging that much or more 
and they aren't really doing anything. You know, maybe they have like five to 10 kids and they're just making sure they don't kill each other throughout the day until the parent can come pick them up. So it, it does definitely make me wonder how many daycares out there that are charging just as much, if not more, and not really helping that child grow in regards to just like the milestones that they should roughly be around uh, when it comes to growing up. And another positive thing uh, that daycare provides is just the obvious social interaction with uh, boys and girls around his age and also other adults that are, you know, his teachers. I think that's a super healthy thing um, and definitely uh, needed for your child. Uh, so if, if there's if there's a way that you can have your child interact with others, uh, I think I believe it is a very important step. You know, not everyone, daycare is not for everyone, but if there is a way uh, that you can find to have your child socially interact with others. I highly recommend it because, I don't know, my kid's just awesome. <laughs> and he does and he does pick up things, which which this is a perfect segue into some of the uh, the cons of daycare, which, you know, you, you should know that they are to follow if you go to daycare, which, number one, yes, your child is going to pick up on habits, both good and bad, that they witness and experience with other kids, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it other than mitigate the habits that they bring home. Um, I do believe that, yes, there are certain things that kids just kind of evolve into because it's part of growing up, you know, kind of like the, the terrible two stage, which, you know, my son is currently in. And like on a scale from zero to 10, I'd probably say he's maybe a five or six. You know, there is some moments where he's just a freaking a-hole. <laughs> and uh, do I think it comes naturally for most kids? Yes, because it is just a, a thing. Terrible twos is a thing um, that a lot of parents experience. Very, very rare have I heard that uh, their child skipped like that terrible two stage. But then I've heard, you know, it came later, like in the threes or fours or something like that. Or maybe they had a rough uh, a child from birth till about two and then they were a pretty calm child after two so I've heard that um you know some of the tantrum throwing I remember when I would bring my son to daycare and there was already kids in there like screaming their heads off now granted this was probably after uh two years or so or just before he turned to and the one specific incident, I remember this, this little girl was just like spinning on the floor on her back, screaming, kicking, throwing fists. I mean, it was like something out of the exorcist. And then she gets up and the stack of plastic chairs that, uh, <laughs> that we used to have like in school, you know, that you could stack them up. Um, she grabbed like a, like a, a pillar of chairs is just how I looked at it <laughs> and like threw it down to the ground and then like proceeded to throw herself on the ground and kick and scream and just yell bloody murder. And all the while, all the other kids were like in a semicircle, like watching her. And then the teacher at the time, uh, that was actually her daughter. So when I dropped off my son and I was like looking at this and I could just look at these kids faces and it was just like, uh, some of you that are my age that grew up with a uh, 56k modem, like dial up internet. I just looked at their faces and it was like, you know, <laughs> you know, and then like the downloading noise or whatever, like they were all downloading or uploading this 
this tantrum into their hard drives. And I'm like, man, they're going to take this home and just totally freak the frick out <laughs> in front of their parents. And then just going to repeat what they're, what they're seeing. And, uh, my son like caught on right, to, right, right onto it. Sometimes he has those moments where he doesn't want to be at daycare, you know, he's real clingy, but this specific, uh, time he was like, uh, oh, I want to watch this. What's going on. So I just like took off his hat, took off his gloves. And I was like, oh my fucking God, <laughs> he is bringing this home. And yeah, the teacher was like, oh, that's my daughter. <laughs> She's mine. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to stop her? Are you going to proceed with whatever discipline tactics you have for her? And then maybe the other kids that are all drawn into watching her will see this discipline, whether it's just like a stern talking or whatever, um, because then they're going to absorb like what might happen if they do it. And no, there was nothing done. And there was a couple times um, this particular child and teacher where, where something happened and there was nothing going on and this happened for a few months and then i have to say like right around this time was kind of when it it started getting you know on that 5 level 5 level 6 scale of terrible twos with my son um you know he would tantrum throwing the screaming like he would scream when he got mad at something and like his head just shaking and there was a little a little maybe 2 months a little bit of time where the teachers started like wondering why he was freaking out like this. Like they've never seen it. And they were using words like I've never seen such violence <laughs> in the tantrum throwing. And, uh, you know, he was like a little rebel and never wanted to nap. And, um, he would just go into these almost like panic attack type situations. And I had only seen it maybe once or twice, like on a bad scale at home, but he was only doing it at daycare. And the only thing I can think of was, you know, he just didn't want to be there. And sometimes he would wake up in the, like from his nap or in the middle of his nap. And it was like a night terror type panic attack, freaking out where they'd have to bring him out of the room, like to the office. So the other kids could sleep. And um, this is another con. We kind of just jumped in straight into another one is other words or parents or I guess the employees there that would use to describe what's going on with your child. Uh, they would they would use them in a way where it would come off like, yeah, he there's something wrong with him. There's something wrong. I've never seen this before. And of course, when you hear that as a parent, you're just like, oh, my God, my, my kid's different. There's something wrong. What am I doing wrong? What's going on? And, you know, we, we started to figure, we tried to figure out a way like, okay, you need to nap. You need a nap, Atlas. You need to take a nap. So we, yeah, we started bribing him with like chocolate. Like you can have M&Ms if you take a nap at school. And then we kind of gave him like an ultimatum, like, okay. He's like, okay. And we give him like an ultimatum. Okay. But if you're not going to nap, then at least, you know, have quiet time. Just be quiet, play with your cars, read a book. Cause he likes little hot wheel cars and he likes looking through books. And if you're, and if you're quiet and you don't go to the office, then you can still, you can have M&Ms. But then, you know, we doubled up on it. Like if he was good all day, no screaming and he took a nap, then he gets, you know, double the, double the chocolate or double the snack or whatever snack of his choosing coming home. And that seemed to work. And it's for the most part, 99% diffused it <laughs> till this day. So it's been six months of kind of working with that. And there are times, yeah, he doesn't take a nap, but he, we just call it like quiet time now. And he, he chills on his own and lets the other kids sleep, you know. And it's kind of funny because he'll come home and he, like, pretends, like, you know, shh, da, da. 
the other kids are sleeping or other other babies are sleeping. Shh, we got to be quiet. Okay. So he's kind of like repeating what his teachers are saying. And uh, he'll have quiet time sometimes. Most of the time he still naps here at home. Um, but he'll have quiet time uh, here at home where he just lays in his room. And, you know, 90% of the time during the quiet time, he'll fall asleep for like 40 minutes anyway. So that's just kind of the transition we're in now going from like nap time quote unquote, to quiet time. Now, another con, which is going to pretty much dive into the next uh, story of this topic, (laughs) because this sucked major balls. Yeah, I'm just, I'm an explicit person and I, (laughs) I can't filter myself. I'm sorry. But this next story coming out of daycare and going into it, uh, this was terrible. And I hope I never experience this again. But a a con, a downside, and this is probably one of the worst ones of daycare, is how often your child is going to get sick. Oh, my God. For years, I was not sick before my son was born. The first year we had him, I never got sick. We all know that daycare is a freaking Petri dish. And I was ready for it. I wasn't like surprised when it started happening. We were ready. We know we had plenty of warning. But I feel like the first year of his daycare, he was sick every three weeks. Ear infections, fevers, freaking mucus, coughing that I felt like never went away for months on end. Um, we ended up getting the tubes placed in his ears after he had like six months straight of ear infections. Like he probably had three weeks break in the span of six months from like June to December. I can't, he probably had 14, 15 ear infections, like easy, maybe more. And, uh, it was getting very, uh, just annoying. <laughs> and I was getting, I was getting very, uh, just worried for him. Cause he just, he needed a break. He didn't, he, he never, he hasn't gotten a break within six months of being sick besides like three weeks. And you know, this was all during COVID too. And we actually never got COVID during this, uh, six month span of sickness, just FYI. So one of the sicknesses <laughs> that he brought home <laughs> Well, and I'm laughing because I I, ca- I got it is what happened. I got, he brought home hand, foot, and mouth disease. And uh, Google, if you don't know what it is, but most parents <laughs> know what it is, uh, whether they've gone through it or they've been just told about it and they've read about it. Well, he brought it home and he ended up getting uh, like, re- it almost looked like chicken pox, but it was like red sores, like all over his knees and legs. And yes, his feet and around his mouth and just on his hands but more so it was his legs his feet around his mouth around his nose and he was just miserable absolutely freaking miserable and i generate uh paid time off faster than my wife does so a lot of the times i'm the one um staying home because i can just accumulate it much faster or i can just make up hours uh later down at the fire station at any given point of the week you know i just tell my chief hey this is what's going on. I'll make it up at this time. So my job is very flexible. So he had, he probably had it for like a week. And then I think near the tail end of his hand, foot and mouth, I, I started to see like little, like little red, almost like chicken pock marks. 
in the palms of my hands, like deep in the skin, but I could see it. Like they were pushing through. Here they come. And then I started getting them on the bottom of my feet. And it just like happened within a 24-hour span after I noticed them coming through that, that they just popped out. And they were itchy. They were painful. The ones on the bottom of my feet, uh, they felt like little lava rocks <laughs> under the skin. So when I would walk, it, it was painful to walk. It honestly felt like walking on like a heated marble, like marbles or rocks or anything. Anytime you put weight on one of those little uh, nodules or, or, or blisters, I guess, they were essentially blisters, it was like a shocking pain and they were all over the bottom of my feet. I didn't get anything on my legs or knees like my son, um, but I did have them on my hands. I had them like all around my mouth and, you know, on my face uh, nothing on my chest or arms, just hands. But then the worst, <laughs> the worst part of this was they were in my nose or whatever. It, it was in my nose and along the ridge line of my nostrils. And for some reason, ar around my, nost my nostrils, it was like constantly, uh, I don't know if it was pus or like mucus or you're just like having a cold, but it was constantly seeping through like the pores of my skin along the edges of my nostrils to where every morning I woke up, my nostrils were, were totally sealed. Like I had to pull the skin and it was painful to rip away just to breathe. <laughs> All right. And then on top of that, that whatever the little blister things were like in my nose, so it was, and everything was just crusty and dry and cracking all around my nose and inside. And so like breathing in like that was painful, like to, to get the mucus back or whatever, it hurt, it sucked. And then you could feel the blister things like inside your throat. So eating, drinking, swallowing anything was also painful. It was like swallowing glass, no matter what you were, you were eating. So on top of him having that and me having it, so I had to stay home for him. I ended up having to stay home for me. And then on top of all this, and this is a subject I won't dive too much into, but most of my uh, listeners on my old show uh, know what happened in regards to like the potential cancel culture moment that I had and potentially facing job loss. So there was that stress added uh, while I was pending what was happening with my work. So there was that added stress and I ended up getting like stress marks and rashes like popping out all over my chest. So for about two weeks straight of the worrying, the hand, foot and mouth disease, the sick kids, uh, the, the, the rashes on my chest and probably sleeping an hour a day, um, I was at a level of stress that I don't ever want to experience again. I'm sure it'll happen someday, but uh, that, that was one of the highlights, <laughs> negative highlights of that year. I think it was 2021 when this happened, uh, October actually, 2021. So um, yeah, hand, foot and mouth disease, you know, I, I definitely would wish it on <laughs> the world's worst enemies. They can have that shit because it was absolutely terrible. And, and someone who's, who's never been sick that much uh, prior to having a kid, you know, I've never had the flu, like the normal flu. Um, the two times I had COVID, it was very, very mild next to nothing. I've never had strep throat. I don't think I've ever had pink eye. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't get 
any of that crap really. So I, it was kind of a, a freaking baseball bat to the face <laughs> when I got hand, foot and mouth, because I always heard like adults can't get it. And then you hear like, Oh, but you can, if you, if you didn't never had it before, you can get it again. And, or you can't get it again if you, if you've had it, but if you've never had it, you can get it. I've heard it both sides. I've heard you can catch it multiple times. I've also heard there's like many different versions of hand, foot and mouth. I've heard that there's been people that lose like all their fingernails <laughs> and I'm glad I never got that strain, that strand or whatever, <laughs> because that would have sucked. I, I, I can't stand <laughs> if there's one thing that kills me, it's like cuticle injury, fingernail injury. This shit grosses me out. I don't know why. Um, given my career, my job, <laughs> but the fingernail thing, no freaking thank you. You can have that shit because that's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, I further read into uh, hand, foot and mouth after getting it. And there's like seven different ones you can get. And there's all like combinations of symptoms and things that happen. So um, yeah, definitely continue to eat healthier if you can um, keep up on your vitamins. If your child is going to daycare because they're going to be bringing home some shit and you're going to be catching it and you're going to be like, what the hell? This is absolute dog shit. I'm spending $8,400 a year to catch hand, foot, and mouth disease. How about that? And all the other bull crap they bring home. So that's all I got for you guys today. Remember, you're doing the best you can. You are an awesome dad. You're an awesome parent. Keep up the good work. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>